three, two, one. Einstein said, coincidence is God's way of remaining anonymous. In 1994, when I first got sober, I had a series of uncanny coincidences that felt like miracles, supernatural experiences. And I named them God Shots. I heard this in a recovery meeting, in a 12-step meeting, when I first got sober. And I had to pinch myself to believe these things really happened. And it gave me evidence of something bigger in our lives, a supernatural force that I call God. Some people call love, the universe, this, the force, like George Lucas in Star Wars. I know for a fact that God is not an anthropomorphic being sitting in the sky with a long white beard. But I always wondered if there was something bigger than just the physical reality we see with our eyes. But I was given these amazing, catastrophic, I call them catastrophic because my crash and burn was so huge. I call them, a, it's a catastrophic spiritual awakening that happened to me in 1994 when I got sober. And what happened was I was a radioactive drinker, a blackout drinker. I had a brand new baby in my arms. And I was standing at the top of the stairs on September 11th, 1994, after drinking straight Stoli all night long, holding my baby in my arms. And I was at the top of the stairs. The doorbell was ringing down below, deep, long, steep staircase, about 14 stairs. And I went into a blackout, a complete blackout, holding my baby. To this day, I don't know how I got down the stairs without killing myself and my child. And at the bottom of the staircase was my mother, Mommy Dearest, at the time I called her. And just blood-curdling screams and everyone looking at me like I was crazy. And she had my all these relatives coming to meet the new baby. And here I was in a, you know, disheveled in a nightgown at noon. And I looked like Blanche Dubois in a Tennessee Williams play <laughs> in a streetcar named Desire with the shutters drawn. It was just a, the, the worst moment of my entire life. And... That From that moment on, I mean, I literally, they took the baby away for about a week. I sobered up for a week. I thought everything was fine a week later. And then they did an intervention. And I remember pointing, I walked into my sister's house for dinner one night, and the whole family was there, and they said, you need to get sober. And I said, wait a minute, but Paul's the one with the pot problem, my little brother, Paul. I pointed to him, and they said, but you're the one with the baby. We're going to take your baby away from you. And at that moment, I changed everything. I went home. I put on a dark black wig. I went to Brotman Hospital, and I pretended that I was going to get sober. And I said, look, I, I'm incognito. I'm too famous to be sober. I'm too famous to go into this place. And everyone, you know, the doctor was laughing at me. He goes, everyone in town is sober. Every creative artist, every person who's ever achieved anything in this town, entertainment business, showbiz world, is sober <laughs> And he said, look, um, do you want to come into the hospital? The 30-day, 28-day treatment program. I said, no, I think I can do this on my own. Yeah, right. So, Labor Day weekend, I spent driving around with my child in the car, going to different Labor Day barbecues. This is really a big AA story. This is the story I tell when I'm in meetings. And I was, I've been sober now 24 years, so this is the miracle. I drove around with my child in the car while I was drunk. And this is the most horrible thing you can do as a mother. And I went to different barbecues, and I would just drink at the barbecues. And by the third day of doing this, 
I couldn't get drunk anymore. I just blow, blew up like a blowfish. It was like looking like you're just puffy, but you can't get high. And on the day after that, on September 11th, actually three days later, the first incident with the staircase happened a week earlier. I wandered into the Good Shepherd Church. I still don't know how I got there. Did I take a cab? Did I walk? I had a nanny at home with the baby. And I went into my first meeting. It was all women, shiny, beautiful women, the smell of cinnamon pastries in the air, people drinking coffee and, and beautiful people, and they were all laughing. And at the podium, I heard the speaker say, if you've wandered into this room and you don't know if you're an alcoholic, let's put it this way, virgins don't take pregnancy tests. And there was a roar of laughter in the room. And here I'm in, you know, in a hat and sunglasses incognito trying to pretend I'm, you know, invisible. And at one point, the speaker said, if there are any alcoholics present, raise your hand. And my hand shot up of its own volition without my permission. I'm looking up at it going, what? <laughs> I'm admitting this, that I could never admit this before. This big secret, this dark secret. And I started crying a river, a river of tears. Like 20 years of my life of hell felt like it was lifted off my shoulders. And that was my first prayer. That was the surrender. And in order to get any peace in life, you have to surrender your old ideas, your pain, your fear. And off my shoulders, lift. I felt lighter. And the weirdest thing happened that day. I had had this dark secret also, a hatred of my mother for many, many years since I went to college. She gave away my Barbies, okay? This is going to sound really petty, but I had a mother that was... I guess they would call her a, a bipolar or borderline personality disorder and a narcissist. And everything I ever loved, she gave away. The one thing I said never give away with my Barbie dolls when I went to college. I had one of the original, you know, Barbie doll dream houses, the Ken, the Midge, the Midge with freckles. The Ken doll, his arm actually came off. He was actually a real manly Ken doll with fuzz for hair rather than plastic hair. It was kind of cool. You know, I had this amazing set. And I said, whatever you do, Mom, never give these away. And I hid them in the attic of our home in New York. And the first Christmas break I come home, they're gone. She gave them away. So I held this resentment against her for 20 years. All, I, all the way through my TV series, I, just, you know, I could always use this against her. It was my big card I held. I couldn't forgive my mother. Finally... We didn't. Have, we had fought. We had a fight about the Barbie doll incident. When Barbie, there was a musical, a Broadway musical coming out on Barbie. Barbie, vintage Barbie, skyrocketed in value. I was thinking these are going to be worth a fortune someday. She gave them away. You know, it was this thing I could always twist this knife. We had a fight about this a few days earlier before the meeting I went to this AA meeting. So here's the cool thing: at the meeting, no one knew my Barbie story. No one knew I hated my mother for this. I had a resentment, a lifelong resentment against her. And at the meeting, an actor's wife, an actress, somebody familiar looking, she came up to me and she said, I know you're crying, I know you look heartbroken, but this program is amazing. Do you want to go home and talk? And so we went back to my place and we talked in my garden and we had coffee and she said, Lydia, you're going to overcome every resentment you ever had in this program in AA. She said, I overcame. She said this to me out of the blue. I overcame a lifelong resentment against my mother for giving away my Barbies. This stranger I just met tells me this right after my first AA meeting. 
and it was as if my entire life had been off track and I was suddenly snapped into divine alignment. I had chills going down my spine, the hair on my neck stood up, and I said, what? How could you, what are you, am I on candid camera or punked, as it was in the 90s? Is this a joke? How did you know my mom gave away my Barbies? How are you saying this to me? What? Am I in the twilight? I mean, I literally was just, I had chills. It was such a big thing for me to hear this out of the blue. And she said, oh, did that happen to you too? And by the way, I've never heard that story since or before in my life. It was my little personal God shot, I call it. Small g, not religious. A God shot is a snapshot of uncanny synchronicity. Something too remarkable to be just a random accident. I have not had a drink since that day, 24 years ago, in my garden, talking about the Barbie doll incident. But my mother's now 89, and I have forgiven her completely. And she's calm and sweet and loving now. Maybe the medication she's on, but we never knew she was bipolar till two years ago. And now I have the luxury or the, the honor of helping my mother find closure in life. So that was my first big catastrophic miracle, I call it, my God shot. From that moment on, I had about 600 of these uncanny things that happened to me. I was carried along on a pink cloud for the first five years of sobriety because I surrendered my old brain. I took out my old brain, had a metaphorical lobotomy, and acted as if I didn't know anything. I was brand new. I was born, you know, I was born that day. Now, I'm not a religious person, but I really believe God is love. It's the force of love in the universe. And as soon as you give up worry and fear, and you really go with the flow, and you stop thinking too much, these magical things start to happen. And I have so many of these to share, and so many other people have written to me with their stories. So I trademarked the term Godshots so I could start this book series and have everyone share their Godshots. So this show is about uncanny synchronicity and ways that you can actually activate it. The universe is full of so much beauty, and if you look for beauty, you'll see it everywhere. And gratitude is the activator. So, one of the first ones I had after the, the initial Barbie doll one, just little things started to happen. Now, I don't know if anyone believes in this phenomenon of 11-11, but I'll save that for another show. It's a little paranormal. <laughs> it's, sometimes I don't believe in the occult, and I don't believe in, you know, things that are too airy-fairy. But I'm telling you, I've had these experiences that you can't, you have to pinch yourself, honestly, that they seem supernatural. And this is the fun part, is that if you open your mind like a child, and you start believing in magic you will start experiencing magic and beauty and blessings. And this world we need, we need to inspire each other. There's so much, there's so much sadness going on right now. There's so much belief in materialism and belief in, in the dark side. And there's not enough hope and love and light. And it just takes a turn of thought, a simple turn of your thinking. And so we're going to talk about how to do that and how to achieve those things. That's what this show is about. I'm going to take a quick break. Have some water. Rich, can we stop for a sec? Yep. Okay. 
that was like deeply personal. I'm not so sure I want to start with my whole big, you know, recovery story. Yeah, I'd go back over it because yeah. it was it was like really good because I was sucked into the story. Yeah. But um, for a first podcast, I would do something a little bit more introductory instead of like jumping right into that story. But you shouldn't you shouldn't take that away from the equation. That should be something you talk about and break right. into that. But um, typically, since it would be the first show, we should do more of like some kind of introductory statement, kind of explaining the mission statement of your show. Yeah what you kind of want to do and then like a preliminary subject that isn't really like the full we're not talking the whole thing like but more of like a a lead into the next show which will just start right off the box with like this whole new with the whole format and the way things that the way every single show will go which um have you thought about have you thought about that a little bit more like yes like a like a kind of a consistency side of things like something you always talk about in the beginning and kind of yeah okay yeah i have all these things written down i have like the theme of the week and I have all the epiphanies, and I have a really cool structure I want to start with. For some reason, I got carried away telling that story. Can you save it, though, for another show? Yeah, I already did. I already Cause, did. Cause you're, that... you're like an incredible storyteller. You know that, right? Thank you. <laughs> but, but that story is way too raw and deep for people. They don't know my AA story, and I don't want to – you're right. That was crazy. I don't know what made me – I wanted to get into the beginning because that's how the first one happened. But – but I'm glad, and I don't want that to be first. Thank you so much for saying that. Yeah. Um, no, no problem. No problem. Okay, I can give some samples of God shots, and I'll talk about. I'll do introduce it. Well, this is this is harder than I thought. You, you it's just it like every show is super hard in the beginning. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And the in like in regards of this type of stuff, it's because um. You, you you really don't know how it's going to go. Mm-hmm. Even, you, you could plan this thing out and practice it in the mirror 50 times, but when you get on the mic and you hit record, things just change. Just how it always is. Um, well, if I, I could jump right into a couple of financial God shots, which were absolute mind-boggling, and, and then a couple of other people's. But maybe just the introduction you're saying, just talk about what it is in general first. Yeah, like it kind of explained what people <clears> – <throat> can expect moving forward if they when listening to the show like you know what i mean like a, a, a way to start it you know uh explain who you are yeah your, some of your credentials um why you're doing the show which would be like your mission statement mm-hmm. and um you know what people can expect moving forward okay. and then kind of dig right into the first you know topic which should be something that is almost like a bite-sized bit sample of what you'll get on the next episode because this a lot because what we're going to do is that this podcast will sit at the top of your feed at all times so when people land on your podcast page it's going to be like here listen to this one first right itunes just allowed us to kind of do this anyway so it's going to it's really important to make sure that you have that introductory show which this thing can just be 10 minutes like it can be 15 minutes it could be half of what all your other shows are going to be but it's got to be something that gives us an idea of what to expect oh okay you're saying this mission statement who i am and what to expect is the 15 minute portion that will sit at the top of the podcast that's what you're saying this part right yeah and it should be your first show it should be your first podcast yeah and then and then you should give a small bite-sized sample of the subject you want to talk about and let that kind of kind of let that lead into a Wait till the next episode where we're going to like really get into this type of stuff. Right, but this right. is what we're going to be talking about because it would be really it, – it would be – you won't get the downloads <clears throat> and you won't get the uh, 
the turnaround, if you plop like a 45 minute show together, if it explains everything and then gets into a topic, oh. people might get, people might just get lost. It might be good to right. set it up like that so that if people want to listen past that point, they know exactly what they're getting into mm-hmm. and they might, they, they can just binge down from there. Okay, cool. Okay. So, so describing what a Godshot is, um, I can describe, I can just read some from this book, but it's about like Einstein and, and a couple of quantum physicists. You know, I'm trying to figure out what this is that happened to me. And I've had hundreds and hundreds and there's a certain state of mind you're, that, that enables this to happen to everyone. Everyone can have it, you know? Yeah, I see. I so, see. I mean, everybody, if you're in a state of not worrying and not in fear, because fear is false evidence appearing real, you can have this, but you have to be, it's meditation helps activate it. Gratitude helps activate it. Like I tell my sponsees, give me five things to be grateful for every morning. When you, as soon as you open your eyes and it changes everything. But we're all, a lot of my friends are waking up very depressed, suicidally depressed. A lot of addicts, you know, Yeah. that are not motivated. That's, is that a lot with, uh, are, is that like in the Hollywood circle or? Oh, interesting. See, you're a dad and you have a life and you have a, a wife. There's a lot of people that are yearning for fame and the wrong things. They're focused on wanting something external to fix them. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so I'm going to write that down. Wait, that's a, so this is to hope and insane. I've been there. You have? I've been there. I've been, I mean, I work in this world of mm-hmm. people come to me and say, I want to be famous online and I got to build them a package to do that. Uh. So I, I kind of understand on a really granular level mm-hmm. what I what I like when I go on social media lady I just see a bunch of fake people lying about everything that's going on right. creating a falsehood a facade of the life that they wish they had um, on most cases there are a lot of people using social media for good nine a lot a lot a lot of really good people out yeah. there but the way this the collective of the internet works is think about it Facebook Google Twitter mm-hmm. it's a hive mind it's a hive mind for our thoughts Right. Correct. So it's developing this understanding of who we are, how we feel, and all these data companies are collecting that information. And just like, just like robber barons of the past, the Carnegies, you know. Uh, <gasps> wow, interesting. Yeah. You know, uh, Herbert, the Bush, the Bush family. Um, you know, right. pe- people, people that controlled oil and steel. Um, they're going to set a system up that allows them to never fail, never lose their assets, you know, not have competition. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what social media is doing right now is it's turning it's turning the baton around in America that's saying, hey, look, don't build a company. Don't build industry. Don't create jobs. Like focus on you. Focus yeah. on how cool you are. Like get a million followers. Be an influencer. Look, Kim Kardashian. They're all rich. They're rich. This is what you should go for. This, <laughs> f- this material thing, blah, yeah. blah, 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 being fake. When two thirds of these people are like doing stuff behind closed doors that is atrocious, I like know. should be war crimes, all, penalties, exactly. should be in jail. Like I the agree. most Jeffrey Epstein. Like, are you kidding me? When oh is this guy? When's, when's this guy going to get indicted? You know what I mean? Like some some of the stuff that's going yeah. on. So, my personal opinion is that these these are tools that are very dangerous. They're worse than guns. Wow. Um, I wouldn't. I feel like Twitter and Facebook—they're worse than guns. And in ten years, the freedom and access that we gave these companies mm-hmm. at the levels of users that they have is going to be looked at like some of the biggest mistakes and some of the closest to the end of it all oh, wow. things that we ever. Because right, I, I, you, you don't know when Facebook and Apple have all this power and all this money, yeah. and America control over the masses. I mean, like they can just 
they can swing a vote. They can give access to maybe yeah. a different different country to overthrow us from the inside out. That's Just already with the, happening. With, with the right, it is happening right now. What do you think? I think Apple and China are all ripped together, are all all tied up together. They all spy on us. They all use these apps and all these phones and all this type of stuff. But ultimately, it's for this hollow goal of marketing products yep. to us that we don't need. I, I do feel like I'm invaded. It's an invvasive technology. It's really. It's crazy, it but we it's can't put it's the genie back in the box, though. So you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube at this point. What you, are we going to do to go forward? We have to look at look at conservative TV, right? Fifties to the seventies, you couldn't say a curse word on TV. Yeah, it was made. It was in, it, it was made with a Christian forefront to get every household in America to accept the TV as a tool to help your kids to get them in a better position mm -hmm. to show them qualities of life. What a better father! What a what a what a great man looked like! What a great mom looked like! Wow. What a great household! Right, that's what it really was about. Interesting. And once everyone got a TV, things started to shift and mm -hmm. society, the way TV, like you gotta be you 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 did this. You were there. Like you were probably one yeah. of the last shows that promoted like. Clean, good family Clean, values. Good family values. Like look, like even even the character of Archie Bunker mm -hmm. is such an important role in society and helping the mass understand. Like, look, there's racism, and there's going to be people like that. We've got to work together to collectively change the mind of people, so they don't just see what was fed to them their entire lives, but mm -hmm. what things are going to do. Like, the, even race race wars right now going on right now. It's just so ridiculous. Are you kidding me? Yeah. We're still doing this. I can't believe we're still it. worried I can't about. Can't believe like, it. Yeah. We're still worried about gay marriage. We're still worried about whose skin color is this. We're still worried about like because the pendulum swung. Because I think Hollywood put everything in their face too much. It, there's a lot of you know, so-called conservative people that are li living really lives of poverty way down in the bayou and, and in the in the red states. And they feel that their turn didn't happen because if we were promoting Nicki Minaj and her big anaconda butt videos and Kim Kardashian with her Im lip implants and everyone marrying hip-hop stars and it's in their face so much, they're going, where's my turn? I yep. think they felt slighted and that's why they voted for, you know, they voted for the person who represented their color it goes deeper than, than that, it's much deeper than that it's economic yeah really. yeah because because what you have going on right now is a misconception of what's wrong and right in this country um mm -hmm. i don't i don't I, I try never get into this stuff with with um partners clients or friends because yeah. it's really it's really deep to me but um there's something really scary happening right now where politicians on both sides left mm -hmm. and right there's no, there's no, there's really no signification because it's all just a facade, just to get us all riled up and battle yes. each other, like fight each other, fight. The left is different than the right, dude. We're all the same. We're all poor. Exactly. We're all coming from nothing. It's all the same thing. Yeah. What's happening is you have rich bureaucrats with right. money and power that do not want it to be escaped. Right. They do not want to lose their money. Right. So they will do whatever they have to do. If that means lying. Yeah. To create investigations, if that means lying mm -hmm. to put people in court, if that means lying to have people pulled from whatever position they need to be in, Democratic or Republican, it's happening more than ever. And Except, it's getting well, slipped under the carpet. Like one thing lady, it does lady, do. It's just – it's sad. It does create a lot of cable ratings. I mean everybody has a TV show now because they get to fight this Democrat-Republican. Yeah, right. but when I turn on TV and everyone's shitting all over the president because – like because of the because of honestly you don't know if it's truth or lies you just it's all biased it's all whatever this this media outlet said like that blows my mind because except it's that i knew him and all my friends from new york know him very well 
And we know what he did to people in New York with the, on the West Side Highway projects. And there's so much corruption in that family. And it's just like we go, how can this person be? It, it, I know the choices he's making are not for the common man. They're for the elite. That's the problem. If he was yeah, really making them for the middle <laughs> class, it'd be different. I, I, I agree. I agree. Because they all serve the elite at the end of the day. Yeah. My issue is where was everybody when Obama was in office? Where was everyone when Bush was in office? Where was everybody when Clinton was in office? Well, what I was there. I, I had a show Walker? in 2005. Yeah, well, then why weren't you like why like everyone praising Obama? Do you realize the war crimes he committed and all the terrible things he did before he was in office and all the lies that him and every president before him did? People are so wrapped up in it's this president. Look, it's all presidents. It's all bureaucratic parties. It's all people that you don't understand that have power that you see these big fights on TV. I guarantee you they're shaking hands after the show. It's WWF. Yeah, it's WWE. yeah you're right. It's, and it's, and did you see the movie Idiocracy? It's idiocracy 2.0. Oh my it's god! Idiocracy 2.0. You're Look, right. It's our Hillary system, Clinton, American system. Donald Trump, Elizabeth Warren, everybody that's at the top on TV. You don't just get there. There's Except, no way. I'll you tell just you one big there. difference. We are fighting for the New Deal, FDR's New Deal, which has helped Social Security, Medicare, and help provide and lift up the the bottom. And there's one group that is not fighting for that at all. They're, they're top-down only, trickle-down economics. And that's the problem. I see two complete... There is one side that is better than the other as far as helping helping everyone. And it's to not rape the earth and make the environmental... You know, I mean, he's putting in laws right now that will reverse everything we did for the Environmental Protection Agency for years. It's scary. No, it's really sad. It's really sad that... It took Trump to get everyone to give a damn. Yeah, you're in right. My age you're group, right. In my age group. Oh. Because, because. Interesting. I I don't I I understand well, what it yeah, means right. to be to be a country that cares about being a country, but um, I'm not a nationalist. I don't think America is the only good. Yeah. I do think it's the best. I don't think any country can top us. I don't think anyone has Me access either. to the Me freedoms. Either. Not Canada. Not anybody. I agree. And it's unfair. For us to be wasting time rioting in the streets. Exactly. You're right. Instead of getting together, analyzing the data, and making decisions not based on emotions. Right. Not based on, oh my God. I, Let me uh, tell you one quick thing, though. Obama, it's so sad. Obama, when I saw Obama come out of his first presidential briefing, all my friends and I looked at his eyes and he looked spooked. He, he was the only thing I really feel he did wrong, really wrong, was believe that he wasn't in power. That the powers that be behind him, that was the banks, that fixing up that crisis that Bush put us through, that, that terrible banking crisis that crashed the economy. And Obama kind of deferred to all these experts. He didn't take his power and do what Trump is doing. Trump is at least taking an executive branch and making it way more powerful than the two other branches. And he's going, I'm going to do what I want. You know, Obama my, didn't feel he opinion, had any power. My opinion, Lydia, Lydia is that he didn't give a damn about our country. He was selling us out to China and all the other countries that were ready to get a stake in the private equity ownership of this country and taking over everything. Look, Facebook should not and be where it's at. Google yeah. should not be where it's at. And uh, consequently, Google's and Facebook's rise happened during Obama's term. Mm. And they were real nice and tight with Obama. There's a lot of weird things oh, between that. that president and that's what I'm talking about is that you don't know that because you aren't allowed to know that because your news feed is completely aggregated for you to see whatever it is that's mm -hmm. going to sway your opinion for not the left, not the right, for the big 
the big the big secret that no one knows about that I I I would even argue why is Hillary not in jail when Trump said he was going to do all this stuff because he never was going to do it in the first place mm-hmm. because he would not do that because they're tight behind closed doors because they all serve common purposes they're all the richest most elite <laughs> people in the world yeah. and as long as they can keep us in our big American box of fight each other over like but they've investigated Judge Hillary Clinton and the Clintons for 20 years, and they did not commit any crimes. Those are fake. I know for a fact. All that crap about the the so-called crime. Vince Foster committed suicide. I know every single thing. I did a deep investigative show for years called Basham and Cornell. We in- interviewed every single White House, every senator. I have archives that go way back with all with even John Dean way back before he even flipped. Gore Vidal, Pat Buchanan. The entire Republican Party, the Attorney General scandal. Hillary never committed those crimes that you think she did, and he can't put her in jail. That's insane. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stand on that one firmly. I know for a fact people don't like Hillary, but she was a do-gooder in college in Yale. She went door to door canvassing for disabled children to get them equal rights so they could go to school. She's a That's really nice. good person, but She's done you'll, a lot never, of good you'll things. never believe it because oh, of the yeah. media hating her, the Clinton so much. Look, I think mm-hmm. she's done a lot of great things. Okay. I think she's I think she's a very, very she's probably one of the best speakers of all time. I read her book. Oh. I, I, I read her entire book. And I don't I don't like the Clintons. I can't stand the Clintons. Yeah, everyone and hates them so if, much. If, if 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 I have an issue with Hillary, it's because she defended Bill. That's it. She defends Bill. Yeah. She's got Bill's not in jail. Are you kidding me? But you're <laughs> bitching about Kavnikov? Well, there's thirty five people on video crying their eyes out like there's no tomorrow, scared for their lives. They did get impeached though. I mean, not really, because well, he still yeah. prays today as some like true. good do-gooder. And oh, by the to, way, the economy to bring him was, back in office. But Trump, believe me, I know women. He's oh my god, you wouldn't believe the things that we know. He walked through like a pedophile backstage at Miss Teen USA to catch the girls naked. I mean, he's come on. I know stories that go way, way back. I know him. Say something. Come I'm not on. gonna. Oh, I can't put that on the air. But yeah, well, so, I'm just saying. But he's not gonna that, get in trouble for that because nobody, yes. you know, he's untouchable right now. But if if you can corroborate it and prove it <laughs> in a court of law, then you should go for it and do it. People should do it. That's the problem: is that everyone's silent. Everyone Except the women they don't have are speaking word. out and they're getting slammed for it. That's why you get on a you do it the new way, Lydia. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm telling you: is that I look at the media and I'm like, are you kidding me? Because everyone's going retardville. Get on a podcast. <laughs> Do what Liddy is doing right now and get your voice out there because there's an opportunity for you to be heard. If Alex Jones, if Glenn Beck, if all these freaking crazy dudes who have the most ridiculously out there opinions can get millions of viewers online with no network backing, no network syndication all through social media, through their own hard work. It sucks to say it. They worked really hard to get to those. Okay, I'll tell you the secret. I got death threats. You can do it too. You can do it too. Okay, I had a radio show live from Vegas every morning and I lived in Beverly Hills, raised my kids when they were in grade school. And I did the show live at 8 a.m. on the phone with my partner in Vegas. And I wrote an article called Death is Sexier Than Sex to Ann Coulter. It was like, I write comedy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And tell, she then put my phone number on her website with my home address. And she said, go get him, boys. And I got 300,000. Yeah. So when, I, she, when did she do that? 2005. I, it's all over catfight. Cornell, Cornell, Coulter, catfight. I was offered a book deal to write a book called I Hate Ann Coulter, but I wrote one called How to Talk to Ann Coulter If You Must, and it was all about the beauty of love versus hate. It was too, it was too, it wasn't controversial enough. I didn't want to write a hate book, 
But she sent out death. I got death threats at my home. I had to hide my little kids under the door. There was a white van parked outside our house. I've written a whole story about this called Blogging with the Devil. It was how the internet destroyed our lives in the early, during the Bush War. I was against the Iraq War. I was against the shock and awe Fallujah bombing. And I thought Bush was lying us into war. It turned out it's true. So we interviewed the Pulitzer Prize winning Charlie Savage on our show, who wrote a book about, he won the Pulitzer for this, the Boston Globe reporter, about how the war for oil in Iraq was really called, it was called Operation Iraqi Liberation. And that spelled oil, O-I-L. And they had to change it to Operation Iraqi Freedom because Cheney was trying to get the oil companies to carve up Iraq. That's why we went to war in Iraq, for oil. They lied to us. It was all a lie. And I knew everything, every little secret. And Ann Coulter, I wrote some funny article that said, I never mix religion with politics, but for Christ's sake, don't you know that Jesus was a bleeding heart liberal? <laughs> and, she, and she went, she says, she speaks at a pro-life conference and saying, we should nuke North Korea right now. And I said, is that pro-life? Is killing pro-life? What? That's, That's what pro-life, pro-life people only love the fetus. They don't love the born. They want to just save the fetus. And this is a Karl Rove and, Gorvid, Karl Rove and the moral majority, Jerry Falwell, back 30 years ago, and Lee Atwater decided to make the new Republican Party become the party of the Bible Belt. If you're a real Bible Belt Christian, you hate gays, you hate gay marriage, and you hate abortion. And we're going to make those two issues the wedge issue. And we're going to divide the country. And we're going to make sure that if you're a Christian, you can't vote Democrat ever again. They, they concocted this scheme. And it's killing us. This is what Rush Limbaugh, you ranted and raved on, on AM radio for years. You can't vote. If you're a Christian, you can't be a Democrat. I mean, they, they turned everyone against each other way back in the moral majority. Now it's all gotten confusing. Why can't you be by what? You should be able to they, do whatever you want. But they went door whatever to door in the Bible Belt saying, if you're a good Christian, you can't be a Democrat because they love gays and they believe abortion. Nobody likes abortion. We just believe it's a woman's right to choose because it's not a religious country. You can't say that after eight, before eight weeks, otherwise little girls are going to use coat hangers for abortions, and that's why Roe v. Wade was... Anyway, it's a long story about why our country's so divided, and Trump, you're right, is bringing it all out in a way that never would have happened before. I just love how educated you are on all this. It's such a nice... <laughs> it's like a it's a, it's a... it's a... It's a breath of fresh air. Well, you are too, though. I didn't know half of the stuff that you're telling me i'm kind of intrigued i, I come think. from the conspiracy theorist side of <laughs> learning that my entire life i was forced to do things that i wasn't really i didn't really understand and then one day a bunch of planes flew into a building and all this crazy stuff started happening this wow. guy my mom was dating walked out of her life after two years like life just went crazy for me oh, and God. i started i started meeting people in order of operation to teach me new things and understand the world that i didn't understand was really in front of me the entire time and wow. um i i uh i just choose to be very open-minded about everything and not trust what CNN, NBC, MSNBC, Fox, Fox News, any right. of these like any of these CIA and Corporate. FBI, they're CIA controlled at the end of the day. Same mm -hmm. with Facebook, all of them. So in a country where it's legal to, to use propaganda in the media, you have, to be, you have to be very smart about what you listen to, what you believe. And that, like I said, it comes from both the left and the right because they I, I honestly believe that they all work in unison together to create this false understanding of the world that creates 
just battling and fighting and race wars and I hate you because you like this person. You right. hate me because I like that yeah, person. Yeah, it's a mutual, up... mutual hate society. It's like the enemy of my enemy How? is my friend. Right? Yeah. Cool. Well, let, let's, let's just keep doing that and yeah. one, of these, one of these countries is going to be like, oh, whoa, there's a weak point in the military strength of the world. Let's get in. Wow. Let's get them. You're right. Facebook, let's get in there and spy on everybody. What? Let's bring Mark Zuckerberg over to make China. Like, let's go. Let's take Apple, an American-made product, bring it over to China. Let's take Google, American-made products, bring it over to China, and give access to the Chinese government to create spy search engines. Isn't that ridiculous? I know. That? Yeah. Well, why did why did but, the head why did one ahead of Google's tech tech regimes who does the search engine programming just go to Congress and pitch them on a search engine that is controlled and spies on the people? Hey, we just did this for China. I think you guys should check this out and consider implementing it in America. Wow. That is not okay. That is no, not okay. Not okay. You're, especially when they're a what a leftist company. They speak leftist views, democratic only. They're wow. all about Hillary. They're all about the Democratic Party. But behind closed doors, while we're in cabinet call meetings, Google's head representatives are trying to sell our Congress on a search engine that tracks you, kicks control of everything you do, gives you a credit score based on what you do with social media and with your internet searches, and then tracks you every day. What is this really? What is this thing called? I'll send you a link. I'll send you a link on your phone. You, oh you, God. you of all, you are such an awesome person. You'd see right through the lines of all this junk and realize that Google, these tech companies are using the good side of these of the Democratic Party of the left movement of these views to to turn it on itself, wow. to take control, to trick you guys, to trick yeah. us all. That's why I don't use these services. I used to be the biggest SEO guy in the world. I made thousands of dollars getting people on page one. Now I'm starting to really second guess the value of that. When no matter what, in five years, it's not going to really matter what I did because it's going to be a controlled search engine. It's going to be whoever paid the government, whatever corporations are in line, whoever did that, whoever did But this. I still want you to get me on, on this top search engine if you can. Oh, I absolutely will. I because absolutely because will. my message is bigger than all this. I really have a different global view of – global, I don't the word global. I really believe that there is a higher power that once you surrender to lo love – the motivator of all of us is something and different. That's all that matters, it's right? It's bigger love? than this. It's bigger isn't than all it, this. Isn't it that love, that emotive, that emotive, compassionate feeling mm -hmm. where you can feel someone's pain, where Always. you can feel their joy and share it? Right, oh, collectively? my God. On, on that I think note. That's, I think that's the truth of the universe. That's, that's exactly it. it. I have a, the most amazing God shot that happened to me through, through compassion of a woman down the street that had lost her child. I think I told you. But I, sh I want to talk about that one, too, because that's the power of just loving even a stranger. The, this woman lost her boy, little boy the night before, and I, got, I just started sobbing, and I went, I've got to find her. And I, my car drove itself automatically over to find the woman on the street, standing there crying out to heaven. And I just ran. We ran into each other's arms. She saw me. I saw her. And I said, are you Benjamin's mother? And she ran into my arms like it was a movie. And... And she said, can you come talk to me about my son? And I stayed with her for four hours that day. And so many things happened that day. That's incredible. It was an incredible, that's a God shot too. It's like when you actually activate it by doing something rather than just expecting things to happen, you know, you have to change your heart. You really do. You really yeah. do. It's at that. I feel like once you're open to that world, mm -hmm. you see, you see the coincidences more yes, than ever. Exactly. Like, I don't really take anything for granted in the sense of like, 
if I know, for example, you know you need to do something and the universe nudges something off a counter, but it shouldn't have fallen off a counter, you got to take that as a sign. Exactly. You got to know. And by the way, really we, we can't get locked into this fear of, oh my God, the sky is falling. All these companies are going to take over our minds. We can no, break you got you got to be aware of it. That's all. You just right. got to be aware of it. That's right. it. That's my, that's 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 when I tell that's you good. you got you to have a clear mind when you come into this kind of information because if you're not, then you're just going to be paranoid. I'm so scared of Facebook. I'm so scared of Google. No, 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 no. Uh -uh. Just be aware. Be aware. Be ready to open your mouth. Be ready to stand. Use it for the good. Like yes, to stand in front of the world and say, look, I don't believe in this. Here's why. Check out this stuff. Check this stuff out. We've been seeing these things, but at the same time, remember, these are tools that were given to us to be able to give these messages out, so we have to understand how to use them for the right ways, and that's right. it. Right, and one thing really quick. I remember this, and you may not like this, but Bill Clinton once said he was attacked for using oil companies' money or tobacco company money to help fund something he was doing, the Clinton Foundation or something, and he said, but why shouldn't I use the bad guy's money? I'll turn it to good. I'm using their money to do something good, to counteract the product they're selling. I'm thinking, why can't we turn some of these? We'll spread love and light through their software or whatever they're doing. Exactly. exactly. I think that's how I see it too. Yeah. That's how Good. I see it too. That's, that's, cool. it. that's it. As long as they don't ban it, as long as they don't ban yeah, free speech, exactly. we should be free. We should be able to do that. We should yeah. be able to do that. Cool. Um, really, honestly, I have a 1001 I'm already late yeah. for. Okay. Um, Wednesday, let's do, I want to do my intro show. So Wednesday at 10 or 11, what's best for you? Um, 10. 10? Perfect. Locked in. I'll, okay, I'll I'm going to do the whole, I'm going to plan it out and it'll be that lighthearted 15 minute intro thing, right? Awesome. And I'll send you what you recorded today. Okay, cool. Thank you. Hey, thanks for chatting, by the way. Right. I, 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 I'm not kidding you. I love your perspective. I love how smart you are and intuitive Thank about you. all this stuff. And the fact that you've done your research. Like I, no one does the research anymore, so it's it's. You are awesome too. I mean, you like are a freaking a echo chamber. Yeah, it's like a it's like a freaking echo chamber out there, and and like yeah. we just need we need you to be on the media. You need to go on the View. You need to be yeah. talking to Judge Janine about Thank her you. opposing views and being yeah, like, look, I totally. I did the research. I did this, and through a podcast like that, we have an opportunity to get you that kind of view. Yes, so. I used to have people always trying to get me into radio when I did that show because they go, your voice is. Is healing and all this. So now it's time. So I think I want to. I'm a little scared to explore these other topics because I got those death threats. But maybe I should just start talking. Start living up to my values, yep. you know? Okay. Yep. Awesome. Thank you. I'll talk to you later. Awesome. I'll Wednesday. talk to you on Wednesday. Okay. Bye.